Howdy folks, I'm Mark, host of 11 and a half minutes to talk about video games and this is a big discourse, a quarterly-ish gathering to talk about a big game or a big topic for however long we want to talk about it. But today I'm joined by, and we'll go clockwise on my Zoom screen so that listeners can lock in your voice. Uh, I'll say your name, introduce you if you'll give a hello and uh, your single favorite armor set from Tears of the Kingdom. Here we go. Parker Deal from Redirect. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, this is my voice. Get ready. Uh, I, I should have faked on Jake voice, Jake's voice, you know? <laughs> I'm doing good at words. Um, okay, hey, it's Parker. My favorite armor, uh, it's a tie between, it's both in form and function, between the stealth armor, because nice. function, I just use it a lot and it's great. Um, yeah. And it runs fast at night and that's awesome. And the fierce deity armor, because it looks great and you can sneak strike, kill guys in like no time flat. Very and nice. uh, and it looks so good, you know? Very so, nice. Yeah, there it is. Well, there you go. Parker, thank you for being here. Next up, we have Landry Smith. Welcome. Hello, hello. Um, my favorite armor is probably the barbarian armor because I typically wow. play video games like a drunken oaf and just <laughs> go around and, and slash things up and don't use a lot of strategy. So that's pretty good for that. There yeah. you go. Well, very nice. Thanks for being here. Next up, we have Jake Martin, the bit bloggers. Jake, thanks for coming to Big Discourse. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, uh, this is my voice. And my favorite uh, armor i think is the glider set or whatever that was called the wingsuit mm -hmm. one mm -hmm. uh because that's the only one i maxed out and i wore it the entire game pretty much and nice. so, it's a bold choice it's great <laughs> nice and then finally we have elizabeth coates bowen aka biza biza thanks for being here thanks for inviting me um so i unfortunately in this game have not really unlocked very many full suits of armor yet but I also love the the flight set and um Very nice. you know what i love the gloom one it looks so weird <laughs> and <laughs> when he i mean unfortunately that hood reminds me of some things that um <laughs> you know you don't want to be reminded of but That's fair. It's, it's it looks weird and i love weird well wonderful thank you all for joining me thank you all for joining in big discourse let's get right into it because we have 11 and a half minutes and more to talk about a video game uh, and so you may have thought that all the ink was spilt on The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, but I say the nay. Uh, so now we've had the benefit of time to sit with the game, uh, although maybe we've been playing it consistently over the past three months, or maybe it's been a little while since we've put it down. Uh, so first off, uh, by a show of hands, this will make for great audio listening. Uh, <laughs> who has rolled credits on Tears of the Kingdom? Ooh. Holy cow, that's one person. I have rolled credits too. <laughs> Okay. Jake Martin has rolled credits. Uh -huh. Everyone else has not yet. Um, so the, I thought this was like a this was going to be like a full blown you know retrospective. We were going to be just going into all the secrets. Now I'm going to have to like really watch myself. <laughs> oh, I'm, a, I'm on the doorstep of oh, the end of the game. I just said like please. I haven't finished it because I'm a hundred and like forty hours in, and I know I've still got stuff to do. And there's like nice. some I've just got a kind of a quirk about me where I'm like once I finish it. I feel like I'm going to walk away from it for a while 100%. and I'm not ready to walk away from it yet. So I'm still working on like shrines. I want to get all the shrines. I want to knock out the depths. So I'll probably be chipping away at this thing. I would imagine for the remainder of 2023 and maybe beyond. And I'm comfortable yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think honestly, the only way, I mean, I haven't finished the game yet. I'm, uh, I've got a whole 
dungeon yet to do of the four dungeons. Um, okay. And I mean, I'm like 125 hours in and just very meticulously making my way through and having a good old time. Um, but I know at least from Breath of the Wild and plenty of other Zelda games that like when you, I mean, it, when you beat Ganon and then you reload your save at Ganon's doorstep, it's just deflating and doesn't feel like you mm. want to go back and do the thing. But things. you get a I star think. by your name. You do. Oh, wow. What, <laughs> what a fun little thing, you know? So my suggestion to a, a friend of mine was, um, she was like, I'm going to, like, I'm probably going to be pretty close to beating the game pretty soon, but I think I want to play more than that. I was like, have your brother reload your save instead and then reload it somewhere entirely different. Like you beat Ganon and then have him reload it at like yeah. somewhere where you were probably still going to go next or whatever. And then just keep going from there. And maybe, I don't know, I haven't yeah. tried that, but like maybe that'll keep the momentum going um, yeah. because otherwise, yeah, it really is just like, I don't know, why am I even doing this anymore? Cause like, you know, that over there, like Ganon feels undefeated, but he is defeated, but he's not. And like, that's just weird. Yeah, I got gotcha. But it'll be a while for me. <laughs> yeah. I, that's right. I, um, you know, as I said in my uh, initial reaction podcast, did not yeah. beat Breath of the Wild until mere days before right. Tears of the Kingdom came <laughs> right. out. Um, I have put in uh, more than 105 hours, <clears throat> but um, I have only just now got past the four regional phenomenon. Okay. Um, as of today, I really uh, blitzed through getting all the memories unlocked. Oh, uh, nice. Okay. And and Worth so, it. you know, I was trying to uh, come here a little bit farther along. I, I <laughs> you know, entered the castle, but haven't gotten to whatever is going on in there. Um, okay. Yeah. So unfortunately, not as far along as I would like, but uh, that's that's where I am. Fair enough. Well, I know there's one other person who has definitely not gotten that far because I've talked to him and he's a bit of a latecomer. <laughs> uh, but Billy Cox is now here with us. Billy, if you would say hello and tell us your favorite armor set from the game. Uh, hello there. Uh, I'm not that far into the game, so my favorite armor set is the uh, first one you get. The <laughs> archaic one? <laughs> yeah, your because uh, I cannot find the dang bird to start the fairy quests. <laughs> So I gave up on that. So I'm just using whatever. I'm I'm getting wrecked. My I'm it's stealth all for me. Incredible. And I find well, the dang bird. <laughs> Billy, thank you for being here. Glad you can make it. Uh, I I will say uh, one tip going off of what Parker said. I beat so I beat Ganon. Spoilers, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um and then kept playing that night and i wish i didn't because i like did like two more shrines i wanted to mm. at least get all the shrines do all the light roots and the depths until i'm done um so i did like two more shrines i was like i'm not feeling it but then i started playing the next day and was just immediately the whole rhythm started again i started mm -hmm. looking for shrines getting distracted the whole loop continued so i would say if you beat it then just go to bed <laughs> um, or go about your day whatever you're doing give and it then, some time yeah, yeah come back to it even the next day and it'll be fresh oh um, man that's gonna be a stark difference between a final <laughs> climactic battle than just a <laughs> rudimentary shrine again you're just like yeah. well raru's blessing you're like okay <laughs> like again just, yeah i got a chest thank you <laughs> that's honestly so i'll it's spoilers kind of for um my wife earlier this year played hogwarts legacy and okay. I'm not going to spoil any story things or whatever, but the way that just like vibe wise, the way that the game ends kind of has like it, 
it, it doesn't actually roll credits at like the end of the kind of main oh. quest it just like has some cutscenes and some cutscenes, and there's like and you know you can keep going and like is i think probably trying to avoid the like zelda ending sort of thing and push you back into the world but then yeah. as a result feels really anticlimactic where like you do it and it's the like moments themselves are kind of climactic like battles back to or class. whatever and then it's like <laughs> all right you know yeah jimmy's got some lessons for you or whatever i don't know you know <laughs> old jimmy <laughs> yeah, you you like save the you save the world, and then then you have to like win the house cup as like the the extracurricular stuff. It's like mm-hmm. okay, yeah. What's <laughs> Which really of these is higher priority? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that might be my game. That, that game gets dark. Listen, <laughs> Harry had to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Harry had to do that so many times in the books, guys. Okay, he got we almost got murdered like seventeen times, and he had to keep going to class. It's like why is. <laughs> Why is he not getting passes? Yeah. <laughs> you should just go home the rest of the year. This is, well, anyway, this is messed up. This isn't the game we're talking about. Uh, we're going to get into back into Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and so mm-hmm. for those that haven't beaten yet, which is most of the podcast, or those who haven't even played it yet, uh, this is a general spoiler warning that we're going to, most of the game's on the table, but we're going to avoid specifically talking about story beats and the final hour-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I, I know... Busy, you just did all the memories and stuff. We're going to talk about those generally, maybe, but try not to spoil the, the major twists there. Um, and then there's also, we're going to keep it, Jake, I guess this, this is for you and me. We're going to keep it to the first time you go to Hyrule Castle. And we'll leave it at that. So maybe we can talk a little more general about what's after that. But just just so mm-hmm. everyone can be as fresh as possible. I, I got it. <laughs> just just so we're clear, the first time you go to Hyrule Castle after you have done all of the regional phenomena, or the first time you go to Hyrule Castle like when you first get off Sky Islands? The uh, After you've done all the phenomena. Okay. So you go to Hyrule Castle, you have a whole time. Who knows whole what time. happens next? <laughs> okay. The end of the game, probably. <laughs> you don't just not go like immediately when you could? No. no, did you? We're not. We're not brave, dude. Let me tell you what. As soon as I got enough stamina, I like went off the sky tower, and that was the first thing like I did big time. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I was like, Gannon. okay, it's up there, and I it, they say I can go anywhere, so that's where I went. I've done this yeah. before. I'm not worried about it. I'm an expert. Okay, let's start here with the big picture. Mm-hmm. So now that we've had three months since release. How do you feel about Tears of the Kingdom? Like, has your opinion changed over time? Um, Parker, you want to start us out? What do you think? I would love to start us out. Here's what I'll say. Um, How I feel about the game when I'm not playing it varies just here and there. While I'm playing the game, it's a 10 out of 10 basically the whole time. Like, there's there's Mm -hmm. minor exceptions, which is when I'm playing the game the way that differently than the game wants me to play it, which is... It's not very fun to um, just do the whole like go to Sky Island, skip over everything and just like beeline it to like, I want to go there I'm st- mm-hmm. and ignore everything on the way and just get to a point like that. Yeah. I did that a couple of times for, you know, this or that. And the thing itself isn't like that rewarding necessarily. And yeah. so realizing that I did that and that was bad, I was like, Meh. Um, but anytime <laughs> I'm playing the game any other way, it's like it's a 10 out of 10 just. So I, I'm loving it. <laughs> nice. Well, very nice. I, I also I want to ask too, like, who all of y'all is still 
playing it consistently. Like even just once a week, you're you're checking in. So Parker, yes. Landry, Billy's dropped out. Jake, <laughs> I know, has dropped out. Biza is still going. I'm still going. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jake and I'm off Billy. I, I will on. say I had uh, fallen out of playing regularly. And then when you sent out this invite, I got back uh, in the rhythm of it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. Glad to keep you on the straight and narrow. Um, well, Biza, how about you? So you were on this uh, the initial reactions podcast. What are you thinking about it now? Yeah, I really enjoy playing this game. And I will agree with Parker that when I said I just um, had fallen out of the, playing the game regularly for a while, I think part of it was because I was just like, yeah, I'm going to explore and unlock as much of the depths map as I can. And I was just like single-mindedly focused on that. And it honestly got a little boring. And so I needed to like come back to the game, focus more on the story beats and getting through things like the memories, like getting a bit more into the story to re-spark that enjoyment of it. Um, Because I do think, yeah, some of how you play the game will affect your enjoyment of it. And um, I think mm-hmm. it's it's good to mix up uh, going to quests or main story points and also doing that exploration. Um, yeah. But I have um, gotten much more comfortable with all of the, the different um, abilities than I was when I first started playing and I've yeah. started to enjoy those a lot more. Nice. The depths are interesting, I think, too, just because I, um, not to derail too far, but like it's as mm-hmm. big as the overworld, but is more sparse. And so yes. like I've I've unlocked probably about a third to a half of the depths. But the amount of time that I've spent down there, even though I've spent various chunks for a long period of time, is probably like a total of 15 hours or so, whereas the top was is, you know, the rest of that, basically. Um, so it's it's interesting to like kind of compare the two like the size is the same but yeah in terms of like content and stuff there it's like yeah there's not as much to do and so it's just like yeah you the getting bored of it totally makes sense <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah um landry how about you you're still going strong what are you thinking now i am actually uh i've actually cooled on the game a little bit like i think mm-hmm. for the first 50 hours 60 hours i was like this is a masterpiece a 10 out of 10 and i'm uh for context breath of the wilds probably my favorite game and i've Mm -hmm. played it more than any game i've ever played before i've put in over 400 hours on that game on three playthroughs like 100 (laughs) percented even got all the koroks and everything on like the regular mode and then in master mode like i'm a crazy person (laughs) for that game uh yeah um so I think this game to me is a lot of retreading old territory because I'm so familiar with breath of the wild, but Mm -hmm. it's also a series of like 10 out of 10 moments. Like these just like incredibly high moments visually and just feeling wise of gameplay. Like the the first moment you launch up into the sky from one of the uh, little towers is just like absolutely incredible. And you, you survey the landscape and just being back in Hyrule, is is not a bad thing it's a wonderful thing it's such a a great um place to explore Mm -hmm. um the first time you go into the depths like you get that like trumpet that's just like it's just like so the trombone just going down 
All right, the horns, the brass. It's like <laughs> it's absolutely insane oh, and just a really cool feeling. Um, the first dungeon I went to, the Sky Temple, like the lead up up to that was like, I was like, holy crap, am I playing like yeah. Mario Galaxy or Zelda? It's like <laughs> the level design was so tight and like I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was amazing. But in between those moments, I feel like I'm getting a little lost. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not like the gameplay loop is just not doing it for me as much as it was with Breath of the Wild. And it may be because I burned myself out on grabbing, you know, a thousand Koroks and, and doing every <laughs> single side uh, quest yeah. in Breath of the Wild I've and been here reading all the text. But also, I, I do think there's like, um, like, I don't think I'm crazy. Like, I think some of the, the, the NPCs are a little wordy and a little like, like mm. a lot of what they say just doesn't m- mean anything to me. And in Breath of the Wild, I feel like because it was so sparse, I wanted hmm. to read everything that all the characters were saying because it seemed more impactful or okay. what they were saying built into that world of like uh, decay and loss. And mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling the same way about uh, Tears of the Kingdom. It seems like everybody's just kind of off doing their own thing. And then occasionally you'll get like somebody just kind of shoehorn in like, oh, uh, I heard Zelda was around, but we haven't <laughs> seen her in a while. And I'm like, oh, that doesn't really feel the same. So uh hmm. The context of the game isn't hitting me uh, as much as as Breath of the Wild was. That's sure. not to say that I'm like this game's a seven out of ten. Like I still would consider it, you know, definitely in the front runner for my game of the year. There's those yeah. high moments are so high, uh, but I, I think I'm more in like the nine out of ten territory than the ten out of ten masterpiece territory for me. Gotcha, man. That like feels scathing, but it's like still like very, <laughs> very nice as the game, like very complimentary and like just a great analysis. Um, talking about the the towers and launching off, I it's been so long since like getting a tower for the first time that I forgot that you get the map by skydiving and taking a picture of the the land with your iPad. <laughs> it's an nice. incredible, incredible moment. It is interesting too, as we'll keep going into this. Like, yeah. I wonder what. Um, you know, on uh, how long to beat, you'll have different like people who mm-hmm. blitzed it, people who completionists and like people who, but also people who took their time versus, you know, more casual, um, like just all kind of running the gamut in terms of like how you play the game. And I'm curious where the like opinions by that metric rank mm-hmm. where like, um, it especially like there are so many things in this game like caves generally like kind of do get repetitive i still yeah. i still enjoy them every time for some dumb reason but yeah. <laughs> um but at the same time like it's there's nothing really new like you're going to find a bubble frog and you're going to you know maybe like get some rare rocks or whatever um and so that's fun and all rocks. but for <laughs> you know at the same time i can also envision anybody getting bored like those things not being exciting anymore yeah. um and so it's a question i feel like of like i'd be curious um the in terms of playing the way that you want to play it versus the way that nintendo intends to play it. and there, i mean there's no right yeah. or wrong with any of it but like sure. how those things affect the your opinion of the game and like most of the reviewers had a decent amount of time with it but like not that much time so they couldn't really get burnt out on it time wise you know like they yeah. ended up having new experiences probably non-stop throughout but like now we've got plenty of time and so it's easier to be able to get burnt out on some of those things i don't know yeah i think thoughts there i especially like early on remember feeling just so overwhelmed so much of like 
especially that first month of like, I have to see everything in this game. And like, (laughs) really just, there's so many different things in so many different directions. And I finally got to a point where I think it was like the second dungeon where I was like, okay, this is the game now. Like I've seen just about everything that there is to see, or at least like a piece of everything there is to see. And now like, I'm just okay with this game taking as long as it's going to take, which I think is a huge Mm -hmm. uh, like compliment to the game from my perspective of like, I'm so much more used to now of just like crank out beating games, like to experience them and get kind of get onto the next one. Here's the kingdom is a game for the first time in a long time where it's like this game, like I'm still playing it three months later and like, am now three months later getting antsy to move on to something else <laughs> and just like being okay with it, taking the time that that's going to take. Um, well, nice. Okay. So let's go, Billy. I want to hear your thoughts and then Jake will round us out. Billy, how about, what are you thinking now? All right. So I really enjoyed rock climbing simulator, uh, <laughs> because that's all I did. I'm, I'm one of those, I'm 65 hours into the game, two dungeons. And did you know about ascend? I would play for two hours a day, but then I see a giant wall and I'm like, well, I'm not going to use the uh, little teleport up thing. Oh my word. <laughs> and then get done and i'm like i wasted so much time because i wanted to prove to myself i could climb this wall <laughs> and I accomplished nothing like i could have just <laughs> paraglided over it so a uh, big waste oh, uh, i want to this is why you only have two temples done oh I'll, no uh let me tell you why i only have two temples done because it's very similar to what you said with uh after you do the two temples you kind of like oh i've got a feel for this game and then i heard earlier when i first came in you were like oh don't beat the story and then try to do stuff. And I was like, well, shouldn't the temples like get y'all prepared for the final part? Because it was just, let's be honest, uh, after the first initial shock of doing the first temple, you're like, oh, that was a beautiful sequence. It is a beautiful sequence. But then I completed the second temple and I was like, that was a great repeat. I don't <laughs> want to do that two more times. And then one more time mm. for the big <laughs> for the big one. Yeah, I gotcha. I want to go off of what uh, Landry said with a, uh, the people talking. I think this game did way better because there was more than like 12 people in Hyrule in this game. <laughs> so even if they were like repeating like stuff that you already knew, I was like, okay, uh, at least there's like actual people to talk to. Uh, it certainly reproduced a lot quicker than you would expect. Oh yeah. It's been like what? Five to 10 years. And suddenly the population has tripled. They, just and came they out all grew yeah. up so quickly. Yeah, it would have been cool to hear some like immigrant stories. Like what uh like they could have built in some some lore, like where what yeah, different islands are they coming from? from? And yeah, that would have been fun. Mm. Nice. Jake, what do you think of the game now, three months later? Yeah, I think you guys have all touched on like the major elements. Um I think for me Breath of the Wild when that first came out, like took over my life and it was like the only thing I wanted to play. And Tears of the Kingdom did that in some ways, but I think the similarity between the two games started to kind of not like totally like turn me off, but it was like you know, the even like the in-game like mini bosses felt very samey from the previous ones. I know they had like mm-hmm. new mechanics, but they were essentially the same exact guys and I was just like, okay. Um yeah, I I I like Tears of the Kingdom a lot. I think from a game design standpoint, it's still incredible. I'm not as big on Link's abilities in this game. I don't think they're as uh, fun okay. to use. Um, Interesting. Or at least there are more fun elements, but like building never really landed for me. Like I liked the ability to build certain things, um, but 
again, I'm kind of a, uh, point a point b most efficient path kind of person when i play the first time um sometimes sure. i'll explore but once i figured out how to make a hover bike i just did that <laughs> over and over and over and over and over and over yeah. again and just use that to explore everything I needed to explore and get where i wanted to go like to where the whole lead up to the um uh, gosh i'm blanking on the fire the goron uh temple yeah they want you to ride the like, mine cart with him I literally just rode my hover bike to the top of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Skipped that whole sequence. That's good so, because the minecarts suck, dude. That's, that's like, <laughs> I hated those things. Right. And so I, I think part of it is I part of it's my fault in how I play the game. Um, but Nintendo gave me those tools and that's yeah. how I'm gonna play the game. Mm-hmm. And so if you want me to like really experience something or not miss a certain gameplay element, like make sure it's something I can't just jump over with my hover bike because sure. I did that <laughs> many, many a times. A and it just, yeah, it just felt like, uh, there was it, some of the, some of the weight was missed. However, mm-hmm. I think the memories are really, really, really good. I think that more than made up for the lack of like stuff in the world that I missed. Um, and I really enjoyed that element. And I think this is some of the better storytelling that Zelda's a Zelda game has ever had. Uh, so yeah, that's where I am. Nice. Well, very nice. I, one last thing I want to say kind of on my uh, thoughts of the game overall is I think, and just to heap a little, little praise on it. It's weird how this sounds a little bit like a bummer because we're being realistic with it and like being (laughs) critical of the things that we find like not amazing but it's like still like i would give this game five stars i think it's great i think everyone here would like would give it four to five stars maybe not billy i don't know i can't speak for him (laughs) oh no he's shaking his head um um, but one thing i do want to say that i like think the game should really be remembered for is how like it offers the approaches to solutions and i and jake look what you're talking about too is like there's a downside to it where you can kind of just skip stuff um but i think like breath of the wild was really revolutionary in the way it kind of it opened up solutions and like it kind of allowed you to take a different approach than the intended solution i feel like tears of the kingdom on the flip side really encourages it and so like shrines especially feel like a psychological or sociological experiment where like your little rats in the maze and nintendo gives you a few sticks and asks you to, like make a house out of it um, and just wants to see what you'll do with it just to like, and like, sometimes I don't even, I don't even know what the intended solution was. Like, I don't know if I did the right thing, like that was supposed to do, but it worked, whatever it was. Um, and I think it's really like fascinating for a video game to have these like innovative solutions more so than the lock and key approach, um, which is probably a huge challenge to develop for. Um, but I think what's important is like, that's also close to real life. Like most problems in life are pretty complex and have more than one solution or the solution that's supposed to work might not, uh, work anymore or might not have worked to begin with. Um, I love that this game kind of encourages that. And there's maybe more games that do that too, but this one, I feel like will really hopefully unlock a new approach to, to puzzles in video games that. I hope to see more of. I'd also like to shout out one more thing that I find really impressive in this game, which was the physics and the physicality Mm -hmm. of it, which felt very consistent. And um, it felt like more of a real world, the way that 
you would like mm. prop up you know a piece of wood mm -hmm. and if you didn't have it right it would fall over and a lot of video <laughs> games where if you got it like you know within 10 percent of where it needed to be it would just lock into place and there's something that felt yeah. pretty real about the way um it was in some ways unforgiving with mm -hmm. uh, the, the <laughs> physicality of the world i think there's a lot of things like that too where like the there's so many systems that are just really well defined and fleshed out that become so seamless that the couple mm -hmm. times that they don't really work becomes more evident because yeah. like oh what's going on here but there are things that like by and large no other game has done you know and so that's yeah. like whether that's something that you as individually like or not is besides the point you know that's that's great um but just as an interesting like fuse for example is just like the fact that you really you can fuse basically anything to your weapon and it'll do something, you know, it might yeah. probably out of the 150, I don't know, things that you could fuse about 20, there's like 20 odd different things that'll happen with them. I don't know, but, um, <laughs> but still having like those options available is nuts. Um, and so I think there's a lot of things like that, like with the physics exactly as well, where like, yeah. it's something that becomes such an organic part of it. And then thinking I was just in the, um, Grudo area or whatever, and there's ice lizalfos and fire lizalfos, and I have an ice sword and uh, um, stone uh, fire igneous talus shield. So just like whichever one comes up, I just like bop them real quick with the opposite <laughs> one, and then they die instantly. And those kinds of things that are like cartoon logic, like oh yeah, fire beats ice. You know, it's like Pokemon kind of stuff basically. Um, yeah. That doesn't exist in a lot of other games, at least, but is just most things you just think can i do this and then probably the answer is yes but mm. then that also does mean yeah to dig to your point that it's like you can do most things sometimes it's you know a question of um i mean again for me as a player too that i realized like i was doing things because i could not because i really wanted to in certain instances hmm. and i was abusing the systems that it was giving me to my own detriment, which, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, it's, and the last thought too, that I was having, as you were talking before, Mark is like, um, thinking of kind of thinking again about the pacing of the game and all that kind of stuff. Um, taking animal crossing new horizons as an example, where okay. the core, like the core gamer community and the casual gamer community, like n probably 90% of sales of Animal Crossing are going to casual gamers that yeah. are going to play it for a little while or for a really long while, a little <laughs> bit, you know, um, we, on the <laughs> other hand, and the Animal Crossing community and stuff by and large, whoever played it, who are gamers during COVID lockdown and stuff, <laughs> blitzed through the game. And then within three months, we're like, there's nothing to do in this game, which <laughs> like for us to do it that way, there's not like that, you know, intention intentions wise like that's just not yeah. how the game was intended to be but that's you know still i mean it would be great if there was a game for those i mean it's stardew valley is the game for those gamers that you know Amen. that want that but um but it's just interesting um again it's not to disparage anybody's way of playing anything but it's to to just take a step back and think like my my friend chris who loved breath of the wild and that was like the only game he played on a switch for the longest time and isn't trying to get through it to play another game. Like in my, in my mind, I have Pikmin 4 sitting on my Switch. And I'm like, when <laughs> am I going to pause so I can play Pikmin 4? Or am I going to try to finish this and wait? Like that kind of thing. He doesn't have that question. He's just playing Tears of the Kingdom and it'll take him however long it's taking him. And because of not having it 
be one of multiple games that he is or could be playing it mm-hmm. it changes the weight of some of the repetitive things or whatever yeah. in just an interesting way so again that's not a judgment call of any of that it's just an interesting kind of you know thing to put on there <laughs> so, yeah 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 great thoughts um, right, let me we... throw some shade real quick oh, no no okay i'm here just to throw shade guys That's it. <laughs> of course uh, well, because I haven't heard anyone say it might be just because I have no armor upgrades, but the control schemes, man, so much in Ultra Hand and nothing in the control schemes. I feel like with like, I like the like the UI the aiming, the jumping, the the hitting. I feel like I wish we could uh, I wish Nintendo allowed us to map our buttons because mm. there's so many times I go to swing a sword and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not the swing the sword because it doesn't feel as natural to me. And I don't know if that's based <laughs> off of other Zeldas or just where my brain's like, Oh, I need it. I'm used to that's jump. That's hit. But mm-hmm. there's something that's not clicking with me and I go to do stuff. And then I'm like, Oh, wrong button press. And then I flop. There's a couple of muscle memory things that I still have like that. Like not so much in the like sword kinds of, and you can map stuff on the switch if that helps at all. If not, that's totally, but there's still things every time I go to switch armor, instead of pressing the like plus menu and then tabbing all the way over um, to the armor set in my mind, for some reason, because it's all the way on the left side, I just press the um, the minus button because it's on the left side. And so I open my map instead. And that's <laughs> super dumb, but I do it. <laughs> that's but yeah, I feel that nice. Well, so you can map things. Yeah, you can map things not like every like single console button, wide, but yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Which I do for some like simple RPGs or whatever. If I'm like taking a nap on the couch with my wife and she wants tickles, then I'll like put certain <laughs> RPGs to where I can just play it in my left Joy-Con and then give her some arm tickles. Very smart. That's that's the uh, that's very sweet galaxy brain. <laughs> All right. Well, we can move into a little more specific stuff uh, but before we do that because this is over 11 and a half minutes i have to pee so i'm gonna <laughs> pause it really quick and i'll be right back all right so we can get more into detail here uh well temples are back kind of so they mm-hmm. regain their unique theming after breath of the wild's divine beasts uh but still they kind of have the same structure as divine beasts in that you turn on four switches to turn on the big switch and you fight a boss uh, but how do you feel about temples being back in Tears of the Kingdom? You have a favorite one? Sky, the Sky Temple, the first one you go to, in my opinion, is like way better than the other ones. And it's not like it's just so good. It's it was it was that's great. the correct answer. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> you get. Uh, I think the regional phenomena phenomena. Uh, I don't know why that word like always trips me up. Phenomena. That was like phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> nice that was way those were way more interesting than the dungeons uh almost throughout the whole game for me um the dungeons themselves didn't do much for me personally i i feel like uh they were kind of a retread of of what breath of the wild did and and that's not a bad thing i didn't think the divine beasts were as bad as everyone else seemed to think i thought they're interesting puzzles they're actually more interesting puzzles maybe in the divine beasts than some of the temples and Mm tears of the kingdom in my opinion True. uh it's yeah. just that they they all look the same and were boring in breath of the wild so uh yeah. they got a new coat of paint and that's great but i still think that there's a little something missing when you're not solving puzzles specific to a uh a stripped down tool set 
like mm-hmm. like the old Zelda games did. Um, I th- I love the freeform me- like gameplay and mechanics of Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, but they just don't lend themselves well to temple uh, sure. or like mm-hmm. puzzle rooms. Whenever you're you're going through a whole a whole area like that, so. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I feel like there were some shrines in Breath of the Wild that were linear and were done really well in a way that like they Mm -hmm. just they they just were linear. And that was it was good. Um, I really, really like the aesthetic and stuff of the three shines that I've done so far. Um, I've got the Gruda one missing still Um, and the win one for sure. Favorite of of those three (laughs) and especially like the just the climax like of the music leading up to it and stuff like that like it was great all that was was awesome um but i definitely agree on the um in terms of the um uh, just mechanics and stuff and mm-hmm. linearity and kind of detracting from some like it, it's it was fun to do um i enjoyed all that but i don't know that just because temples were such a like climactic part of each Zelda game in the past where like they were defined by their temples. I want, I feel like they have too much weight in this game where like, they're not, they're memorable moments for sure. Um, But they're not my favorite thing about the game by any means. And I don't honestly know that they could make temples be better to a point where they would be my favorite thing of the game. Like they would be more memorable. They would be better maybe, you know, but like, I think they still wouldn't be the best thing in the game. So like, I don't hold them to that high of a standard because I'm like, I know that it it couldn't get that high anyway for me, even though I like temples from the others. But I think to me, the things that were good about them, the bosses were were fun, more Mm -hmm. by and large. And um, the aesthetic was great. And so for those things alone, I had a good time with them, but also it's not the biggest deal in the world sure uh, i'll go off of off of that too i think like in the whole linearity conversation i think i often enjoyed like the road and the path to the temples more so than the temples themselves yeah um or even just like the stuff you had to do mm-hmm. uh, i mean the fire temple and the goron was kind of area yeah. was not great um the water but, one like, was fine which one sorry the water one was fun. Like, and I that like was pretty water. linear. I like that. That one felt yeah. like, I think I texted uh, Jake and Mark this. That one felt to me like playing a Super Nintendo or NES game. Like all the crew mm. clues were really cryptic. And I was like, I refuse to look anything up. Like I'm going to really <laughs> try and solve these puzzles. And I just yeah. was beating my head against the wall. But then I'd, you know, <laughs> I'd, I'd turn off the console and I'd come back 24 hours later. And I was like, oh maybe I'll go up to like this part of the map and look up into the clouds. And then, you know, sure sure enough that worked. And it's like, I just needed some time away from it. And that's the kind of like puzzle solving. I think that old Nintendo games used to have. And so Mm -hmm. I really had a blast with that one. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I do really enjoy. There were a few times where I would be like banging my head against some puzzle and I was like sleep deprived late at night. And then I would come back (laughs) to it the next day and be like, oh my gosh this is so obvious <laughs> this is what i need to do and i would solve it in five seconds it was the glowing green rock <laughs> just kidding yeah i feel like i feel like my experience with the dungeons um to i think billy's point or maybe landry was saying this but it's a shame that they all <clears throat> kind of follow the same exact pattern you know where you yeah. Once you get actually get into the dungeon, it's just hit the four things and then fight the boss or hit the five things and fight the boss. 
Um, like I think there could have been some more clever uses of the actual uh, guardian powers or your friends. I don't even, are they called guardians in this game? I don't even know. Sages. Sages. Yeah. Thank you. Um, sages powers. There could have been some more interesting uses for those, um, but it seemed like they were all kind of just like get to the thing, use the power, go to the next thing, use the power. Um, mm-hmm. So that was like unfortunate. My favorite was definitely the water one. I think I like the sky one. I think they're all pretty strong actually, but the uh, water one was fun. Just like the uh, zero G kind of idea. Oh Jump, yeah. Jumping around. Um, <laughs> and um, didn't like the boss as much in that one. Felt kind of like. No, I didn't either. Little, tiny little. I don't even remember thing. it, man. I don't remember anything about it. I'm trying to like, I've been <laughs> trying to think about the bosses so far. The, the mud blob guy. It's like a mud blob. Was... It's like oh, this big. Okay. It's like a little tiny gotcha. octopus <laughs> thingy. It's just like, wasn't mm-hmm. that cool? um but yeah the lead ups always was was more i think exciting and i love 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 the musical touch of adding on to the theme as you progress so like yeah after you, that's cool after you've hit that first you know the first button you notice they added like some more orchestration and then you hit another yeah. button and there's like drums added and then they find the final one and it's this full score of like epic proportions mm-hmm. and you're like yes i'm going to the final boss like that was all very well designed. Um, so yeah. I, I, the first time that happened, I was like, this is sick. And then I got stuck on the last puzzle and I got really tired of hearing the score over and over. <laughs> <laughs> Not as epic when I'm stuck. Not as epic. I feel like an idiot. I'm just sitting here trying to figure this out. So just imagining a symphony like in the box next to you. Like, like is this guy going to get? Is, I'm really is, tired of playing can... this. Come on. <laughs> it's right there. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> And this is making me feel sad. I played this game mostly on mute because I was on the bus oh, most no. of the time. So oh, I missed no. all that. That's oh, no. that's really sad. The music is so good. That was one of the more epic elements chill. of the, the dungeons. I actually love the dungeons. That's like the best. You've only part done of this two game. of them. What are you talking about? Okay, so so I will discredit the story beat elements. That sucks so hard. Like <laughs> I, I know what I'm getting into with the other two, but the fun thing is the journey to it. And then Going back to old Zelda games, it's just like, oh, I found a fire rod. I wonder if this is going to be used in this dungeon. Huh? <laughs> no, I, I, the sage gives me the power. It, it, the theme of like where they're at is what helps. Like it corresponds better than a fire rod just happening to be in a chest because it's like, oh, I fly. We're at a sky temple. I help you. So yeah. it makes more sense to me. It feels strong that way. And it mm. just. <laughs> all comes together for me compared to old school Zelda dungeons where it's just, I happen to find an autumn. There's a boomerang in this one. I wonder why. Oh, well, I'm just going to leave that there. And then my favorite dungeon is not even really a dungeon. It's a, when you, the first (laughs) little area you get where uh, the hot lady's at, sorry, I don't know her name. (laughs) One with the memes. I don't, Aura, hey, the, the, the yeah. lookout oh. person. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so uh, if you go under where everybody's like settlement under and you break the rocks, 100%. let me tell you what, yeah. that cave yeah, is a dungeon. Sweet. I don't care what anyone else says. That's fair. And it is the greatest sequence of like mm-hmm. strategy of like breaking rocks because you always <laughs> have to think ahead. And it mm-hmm. just blew my mind how far I went into that thing, mm-hmm. the rewards I got, and like everything I had to do. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm I, I looking up like at the end as the like Hyrule Castle theme starts to come in a little bit, and then like <laughs> a little bit of gloom starts happening. You're like, what? 
what's going on here? And then, man, I don't think I want to be here yet. I went, yeah. I, I came, I went through that the reverse way. Like I was in Harrow oh. Castle oh. and I went down in like this basement area and then mm -hmm. I was like, holy crap, like there's a whole cave underneath Hyrule Castle. This is amazing. And then, you know, 45 minutes later, I wound up in that little town area and I was like, what? This is crazy. So I really wish, <laughs> I almost wish that I had gone in the other way, but it was cool way. either way. It was very, very cool. Yeah. Nice. Oh, see, that's hilarious. I didn't even know you could get back because once I got to a certain spot, I was just like, okay, how do I get back? I, I'll, I got completely lost after that. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I got to just ascend out of here. <laughs> Gonna eat myself. I do one last thought on the dungeons. Like, although I'm kind of mad on the dungeons in and of themselves, I like the way that they flesh out the world and like that, along with the road to the dungeons mm -hmm. and just the kind of the story beats there. Like mm -hmm. you're saying, Billy, um, I just like the way that it kind of adds to the open world itself. Um, and yeah, just like the Wind Temple has this whole lore around a giant arc that's floating in the sky. Uh, and the children's these... the children's little like lyric about it was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just like the way it kind of adds lore to it as like a actual physical spot too. Mm -hmm. Do right, we all we'll do move... the wind temple first? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious if like we would have fond memories because like we all like I feel like everybody loves the wind temple, but that's like <laughs> when I talk to people, that's the first one everybody went to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious. If anyone done another temple, and if you're listening to this and you did, do you like that temple more than the wind temple? That's Ooh, I'm, I'm just asking. Question. I could see if I, I had like done the, the water, water temple first, I probably would like that one. But I think they're probably they're pretty equal to me right now. So yeah, I could see that one like taking the slight edge from being the first one if I had done it first. So Prince Sidon's just a better. He's a better teammate, anyways. <laughs> That's true. I yeah. will say his ability though was the only one that it I used sucks. none at all. I had <laughs> a water sword, so I was like, I don't, I don't need that. You're wet now. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> all right. Well, once again, as is in Breath of the Wild, there are plentiful side quests. Uh, with the there's now also the added side adventures, which is basically like extra beefy multi-step side quests uh any side quests that stuck out to y'all gotta be the uh for me it's the the journalist side quest you basically get to become a yeah. journalist and go out and like <laughs> seek stories for i can't remember the name of the bird that you're getting them all for but that was definitely one. you should ask billy he's met him <laughs> that's definitely one of my no, i'm following the guide the bird is not there <laughs> i don't take a picture it is not there Oh no, that's weird. I, that's game. cool. I've never heard of uh, anybody like getting a glitching that out. That's that's interesting. Um, but like all those stories were kind of cool. My like, there's one like uh, where you have to find Zelda's golden horse. That was pretty memorable. Like yeah. I, like none of them are actually like super super great, but just going and talking to him every time was like awesome and seeing what was going around in that area. And it was the only side adventure that I've played so far that like really tied the story together. And I actually felt like I was playing a cohesive like game with environmental storytelling. Yeah. Um, even a lot of the, the dungeons don't do a good job in my opinion of progressing the story in a meaningful way. Um, they like kind of, you know, shoehorn a connection in at the very end of the the dungeon and that that kind of started to irritate me 
I just like uh, that one side adventure was memorable to me. I would say yeah. most of the side quests fell a little flat for me in this, in this game, though. I think a lot of the ones that yeah. set up, like there's some side quests that just are kind of tutorially that set up huge other mechanics where like one of them sets up the depths and stuff like and you right. don't, that doesn't have to be the first way I ever got to the depths was not through that. And I was just like, I, here we are. And just kind of figuring out the pit. Yes. I mean, and it was a well oh, too, that like, it was a well that went all the way down into the depths. So I just went in assuming it would be just a normal little well. And then I was like, oh, here we are. Oh, well, there you go. But so like, I think, you know, the, the most memorable side quests I think are the ones to me that like inevitably just introduce this whole you know other aspect of the thing but yeah by and large i don't you know um at least so far a lot of the side quests that i've done are kind of not menial tasks necessarily but just like small little things actually you know what i'm gonna take that back the stable trotters the stable um, trotters is is cool. a nice little bunch of side quests um I to like be able one. to so those musicians you know. yeah yeah i like that one i found the the trumpet guy in the ditch before I did yeah. any of the other ones and just kind of yeah, stumbled upon him. And I was like, hey, get on out of this hole, man. What are you doing? And, then, here, dude? <laughs> and so that was, how'd you get down there? Yeah. You dumb dummy. Uh, the other really memorable one was uh master Koga. Like I was yes. going to say Koga in the, in the depths. Yes. Koga's great. He has a good storyline. Biz, how about you? What were you to say? Well, I was going to say that I don't think the game was um beating you over the head to do any side quest more than no. going to save Lorelin village or however i don't know if i'm oh that right but Lurlin village i yes. eventually was just like you know what i am so tired of people talking to me about these pirates and how they don't have a home anymore oh, check it out <laughs> i'm just gonna go do this i still haven't done it <laughs> you just need some just logs okay great <laughs> Almost out of sheer annoyance. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, you get Incredible. a lot of free stuff uh, in that village, which is pretty nice. I, yeah. I always enjoy hopping in there, getting a, a meal that I've never made before. And, um, yeah, I like that one. That's nice. I, I will say, I didn't get to answer my own favorite armor, but I love the the Wind Waker Island, uh, the lobster shirt, uh, mm, which is mm -hmm. out in the mm -hmm. ocean mm -hmm. by Laurelin. Go and find it. That's yep. fun. To go back to the Master Koga thing too, yeah. um, to Landry, what you were saying earlier of like that you don't feel like the game ties in with Breath of the Wild very much and by and large. Yeah, I agree. We're like a lot of the the sequelness is kind of taken out of it. That's the one thing that I felt like, oh, you remembered you falling down into that hole and here you are, you know, and like that he was, acknowledged really like cool. I fell into this into hole depths. and here I am. I'm gonna get you again, you know. And like, so that's, like that's that why was the I, best that's why I get irritated with with the game is because like there's some really cool stuff that they did mm -hmm. and like you didn't have to know that little tidbit from breath of the mm -hmm. wild to make that moment cool yeah. um i just feel like they could have done it it could have been more pervasive yeah i remember you having like a pretty salty tweet that hestu didn't rem didn't remember you from breath of the wild yeah yeah hestu. i i yeah. can't remember how many times i visited him my 999 <laughs> sir we've yeah. spent 400 hours together i brought you so many of these things <laughs> <laughs> Multiple. How <things>. dare you? <laughs> Change one of your child's diapers. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh Tari Town would be another one to shout out mm. where you help the you help the family kind of prep and get ready to send their daughter off to the Gerudo village. It's like, oh that's sweet. That's a sweet note. Mm -hmm, um yeah. but yeah, all the other ones that, that are I, I kinda I like 
I kept getting like the uh, postmaster or journalist, you know, mentions. I kept seeing him on top of some of the stables I'd go to. I'm like, dude, I'm not talking to you right now. I'm on a mission. <laughs> I was like, I don't got time to waste with your journalism garbage. Okay. I know where Zelda is. Like, I, I know where she is. <laughs> You're not helping me. Similar one that pops up a bunch is um, the like treasure hunters or whatever that are like, mm-hmm. where are you know, you know, mm-hmm. typically it's armor, I guess. I'm pretty sure that they're finding. Mm-hmm. And, um, but a lot of those, I found them and be like, I really can't figure out how to get that treasure. And then they tell you about it. And then I talk to them again and it's complete because I already found it somewhere. <laughs> and, but there were, there was it? one where I found the, you know, three pieces of some armor and then came back to them and they said for a hundred rupees, we'll tell you about some other one. And I haven't found any of those yet. And they have little riddles or whatever to go find them. And so I'm excited about those. And I like that kind of stuff for sure. So it is just funny the number of times that you'll, run into someone and have already done the thing that they're talking about. And thankfully, usually they acknowledge it. Like there was a yeah. guy looking out at one of the um, things where you get the Zonai devices where you put in the Zonai things and you get a bunch of little Zonai circles. <laughs> I'm good with words. Zonai circles. Zonai circles, of course. Um, and so like he was standing there and I and going like, what is that? Or in his little text. And if I talked to him, I know he would have gone you know, like, what's that thing over there? Blah, blah. And then I went over, I used it and talked to him for the first time after having done it. And instead of him going, what's that thing over there? He was like, oh, that's what that does. It, in a way that like a lot of other games, I feel like would have still repeated the first line of text. Yeah. And then the second one, you know, so like it acknowledging your actions as a player, at least mm-hmm. usually is, uh, is appreciated. <laughs> yes. Very smart. Um, I know we talked about Koga a little bit. I feel like the Yu clan overall was just uh, such a joy, such a treasure mm-hmm. in, in this game. Just goofy little guys um, and being able to like just infiltrate their hideout. Um, and yeah, great time. I don't think I've even made it to that. I don't think I even found their hideout yet. You get a pretty cool thing from it. I fought Koga in the depths like multiple yeah. times. Is that what you're talking about? There's also, if you go to a few different spots, they've like taken over parts in the overworld and if you defeat all of them you free like they've they've like have a person hostage who's like making their clothes for them and you free the hostage and they give you a piece of the clothing yeah if you go to where the old man lived in breath of the wild like the first uh yeah um, yeah yeah not the first time you meet him but like his little house Mm -hmm. that area has got some really cool stuff you should go check that out i'll check it out i'll check it out yeah i didn't even didn't even do that Wow. Nice. Speaking of houses in Breath of the Wild, spoiler, you get a house in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> spoiler, <laughs> you go back to that house, and that is such a great little like side quest in general. I don't know. That one touched me because it the story pertained to Breath of the Wild, and mm. then you got a glimpse of like both characters, uh, Zelda and Link. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was touching, clever, and all that. Zelda's yeah. in domain your house. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. wait. So actually, this brings up a point that I want to ask about. Um, also, sure. how, how <laughs> family friendly is this podcast? <laughs> I don't know. We haven't really crossed that threshold yet, so maybe we'll we'll find out. We'll see if this lasts. I mean, in, in what do you think their relationship was? This is Zelda's <laughs> house now. <laughs> yeah. They had one. I'll I'll put it that way. I, I'm fairly confident. A, a relationship between the two people exists in this universe. And know. the the like obviously Link lived there and Zelda lived there and it's like 
I mean, Link was sleeping in like a full bed, probably at, at biggest at the time. So yeah. All right. It's confirmed. Oh Although gosh. that does bring up, yes. I mean, if I said it, of course. Uh. <laughs> um, but I will say I'd forgotten about this, but side quest wise in Hitano Village is the little mayor thing. And oh, that yeah. was silly and a little annoying for some of the bits of it, like having to find the people and blah, blah, blah whatever. Um, but I just, I liked the involvement in the kind of town life that it was anyway. It made me feel mm -hmm. a lot like closer or something so that was a nice little thing even if again it was a little bit frustrating at times yeah, yeah it wasn't um, fun but it was it was good like lore building and, mm -hmm. and story building side quest i enjoyed that one as well yeah and you could make pizza after that true i didn't Great. finish that one either i got i saw that starting to happen and i was like now nah, i'm out I, like, <laughs> I don't care about this right now <laughs> honestly the only reason i actually did that because i found out that if you talk to the the stylist lady after you've done it you can uh, take down the Hylian hood so it like just kind of yes. is around your neck instead of up on your, oh. your head. And if you buy, if you put yours down first and then buy a second one, it'll be up. And because otherwise, if you have multiple of them, they'll all go down and up at the same time. But if you oh. buy a new one when the other one's already down, I've got two fully powered <laughs> Hylian hoods that <laughs> one is up and one is down so that I can. Why are they fully powered? Why did you do this? Because it looks so cool. This, that's what you've been doing instead of saving Zelda. I just don't want to have to go back to her every time. I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. I don't want to talk fair to you. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we all knew about the Sky Islands going in, uh, but maybe the biggest reveal of the game is that there's the depths. There's just an entire underworld beneath the surface that spans the entire map. Um, so I didn't know anything about that going in. And so, like we talked about leaping into the pit, uh, my mind was just blown by the scale of the depths. And then I was a little bit let down. I thought the like otherworldly aesthetic was really cool. Uh, but then I kind of thought it was a little bit ugly and it was all the same in there. Um, anyway, Busy, you talked a little bit about the depths. What, what do you think about it now? Yeah, I think that um, your reaction that you just shared feels pretty right to me. I think um, yeah, something that I would have liked to see is having some more civilizations down there. I think that mm -hmm. really would have added to it because it does feel very empty and um like, you know, I mentioned that I kind of stopped playing when I was just like, I'm going to explore the depths because yeah. there's not a lot there. And um, you get a few, you know, Yiga clan hideouts and those are fun, um, but they're few and far between and you can't really interact with those people. You just fight them and, and take over, get whatever treasure you can find there. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been really cool to have a underworld race that you could um interact mm. with like the people on uh the surface level so i would um you know enjoy running around there doing a few things but i always felt compelled to pop back up to surface level uh you can see <laughs> that's <Yeah. laughs> always a really nice thing to be able to see where you're going and just have benefit. more to interact with yeah that's fair all right, what do the rest of y'all think? How do y'all feel about the depths three months later? I don't like them either. I think they're mm -hmm. they're fine. Uh, the first time I went in there, I was real scared because I like <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, this is dark. This is real dark." I didn't have a lot of those seeds either. I ran out of seeds, and then I was like, "I'm just gonna brave this and just kind of sprint across this thing and see if I can get to that other light source over there." 
And I remember coming across one of the mini bosses that are down there and all I could see was like the red outline on it. And I was like, Ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I need to get out of here. So I just left. I just, I just left the depths. And then, you know, that was my first experience. <laughs> and then, like I said, discovered the hover bike and mm. you just, you just slap a, a giant seed on the front of your hover bike and you can fly anywhere and it's not scary yeah. anymore. And, uh, <laughs> then yeah, it's just boring. You're like, all right, well, I'm just flying around. And you just yeah. listen to this, listen <laughs> to this music the whole time. The dum dum, dum. There's three <laughs> things that are really cool in the depths, and that like it's the same three quests, but uh, where you follow the statues with the swords to mm-hmm. lead you to like specific areas. Yeah, that was I cool. enjoyed those because there was a lot of like risk in those quests, and it was uh, you know it was hard and challenging, at least in the point in the game that I was in. Mm-hmm. And it was a little scary. Um, but then after that, you know, you have this massive underworld that is like this tease to so much possibility. And I feel mm-hmm. like it was like, so it, it just did not meet uh, any of my expectations for what could have been down there. Like, I wish there had been just, you know, other than the Yiga clan hideouts, which every time I found one of those, it's like, awesome. I'm going to get a new schematic. This would be cool. Um, mm-hmm. But even that's yeah. a little underwhelming when you, I've picked up at least 10 of those things, or it seems like it. I, I don't have like a actual count. Um, and, and like, I, I can't remember one of the schematics I picked up where I actually use regularly. So I, you know, that even that was a little underwhelming. Sure. Yeah. I think for me, I've just, I've started to add uh, the, the hover bike thing. I don't use above ground at all because yeah, yeah. i don't know what the freaking hud okay it's, oh it's my never, word i've never, never used it either guys. yeah it's <laughs> two fans and a steering wheel and it you can it's like really slow battery drain and moves really efficiently and like you can i mean it's it's pretty broken you can, can auto build it for cheap and the yeah. parts don't disappear i gotta get i gotta i gotta get so you know how like thing. you know how like the glider uh, after a while will disappear on you you know yeah. yes yeah. So these parts never disappear um, so wow. you can ride that change thing. your life you can, you can ride yeah. five so ever. it's gonna like push the game up to a tenor it's it's insane but yeah I, it's it's broken to where like i i will not use it in like overworld hyrule because it uh, yeah it's just it's too broken um and because it means like it's the same reason i don't end up riding horses that much because i'll ride a horse for like 30 feet and be like okay like, why am I doing like this? things that i want to pick up and then i'll i'll just kind of miss out on i'll have to choose between the horse and navigating like ke- it keeping up with me versus mm-hmm. actually exploring the way i want to so all that said yeah. um whereas in the depths like i've definitely there have been times that i've played and explored the depths for like four hours straight and just had a great time doing it. Um, but there's also times I've gone down there and been like, I'm done. Um, and, or just <laughs> been on a mission and like, I need some frocks fangs. I'm just gonna like find where as many frocks are as possible, kill them and then, you know, do that. And so for that, I'm perfectly fine to use the hover bike. And yeah. so it's, I, it's very much, I'm balancing at this point, like what feels fun and uh, just making sure that I, stay within the the headroom of fun uh for the depths but like in terms of what it could have been yeah it could have been so much more and i kind of wish that there it's cool that there's some things in the depths that like echo what's in hyrule Mm -hmm. in a neat little way like that's fun and you couldn't do that if it didn't span the whole map but at the same time i feel like um it spanning the whole map was to its detriment because you're any interesting things that are there, you're kind of spreading them out to where then it, it does ask of the player, do you want to like 
how do you, how are you going to enjoy yourself down here one yeah. way or another? Like kind of pick your yeah. poison. And, yeah. um, yeah. So I'm having fun with it, but only because I'm just trying to manage that <laughs> pretty yes. efficiently. Sure. Yeah. Billy, how about you? Any thoughts on the depths? Uh, I'm going to agree where it is way too big. Like if, the, yeah. if they would have just condensed it kind of like the sky islands, it's where like you couldn't, the walls were too high or something. I think that yeah. would have helped it. Sure. It's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me, I have a basement at my house. That's the full like length of my house. And that's what the depths remind me of. It's just, <laughs> well, I don't go down there. <laughs> Either one of them. I'm just like, no, it's it's not worth it either way. So, uh, that's fair. It's my least explored place for the 60 hours I've played so far. Yeah. But that's just because I'm too stubborn to do lights and then I get to a wall. (laughs) I can't see the wall. So I just, I go back up. Gotcha. I, one thing nice I'll say about the depths is like, I'd, talked about at the top that i don't really like them that much but i kept on getting sucked into them and i think there's something that's like a satisfying lizard brain aspect to it where it's yes. especially once you make yourself a bike i <laughs> was just like flying around getting light routes and that was just really satisfying like it kind of and something that like i kind of wish there was something else to it because it almost touches like this addictive nature of like steamroll dig is one of my favorite games and i feel like there's something that's almost there like it. And I don't know what would quite make it. So it's like, maybe mm-hmm. they like a risk reward aspect to it. Yeah. Like if you had like an oxygen limit uh, like down there, I don't know. Here's one thing be... for me that like, yeah. I noticed playing the depths because I don't, I don't have a bike and I've explored like an unreasonable amount of that place. Um, <laughs> a <impressive>. lot of, <laughs> and this is going to sound, kind of sound silly, but a lot of, the mechanics in this game are tied to the bow and arrow and like dropping a light route. I think most people probably like attach one to an arrow and that just is not very fun after a while, especially if you're doing it hundreds of times and Mm -hmm. it's not also super quick. And the, uh, the idea of just dropping one right by your feet and hitting it with a sword is even more annoying, but like in SteamWorld (laughs) dig, when you like light up a place, it's like really cathartic and really fun. And it, and it doesn't require like, a button input you're just kind of walk by a little lamp post right from what i remember um uh, yeah. i played SteamWorld two i think three or four times i'm obsessed with that game but uh not the first one as much <laughs> um Landry, did you did you figure out that you can throw stuff that's what i was gonna say you don't so i've just been arrows. throwing them and then it it worked it doesn't go nearly as far though so like uh you guys might just see me cry if you guys tell me one more thing that i don't know about in this game that could have saved me like a ton of time but, <laughs> yeah, you can, but yeah no i did not know you hold down r and then up mm-hmm. on the d-pad it'll select your items like you would to put it on an arrow and then you can just you can just throw your your seeds uh, okay just toss Talk your seeds cool. out so that's yep. that's i guess that's save what you do yeah but yeah because that's the thing otherwise i'm wasting so mm-hmm. many arrows and that's just like Dude, oh, I don't, that doesn't run through so many <laughs> arrows yeah Dang, the process isn't much faster. Yeah, I told you guys I play this game like a drunk oaf, and it's like (laughs) (laughs) just like brute force everything. You're experiencing your own way, like a crazy person. You're doing great. But I will say, I mean, to that point too, I think, and to what Mark was saying too, it's like the the gameplay loop of the depths is different and is I do enjoy for its own merit. Um, But it's interesting because like the world, it's so much bigger. 
Or, I mean, it's the same size, but like um, there's not as much there. So it does mean I, I get across it a lot faster because like and then once you get a light route actually lit up, you can see in the area like, all right, I didn't I didn't miss anything like everything's probably yeah. good. You know, like you can see if there is an enemy encampment, just like kind of reading the topography. Um, yeah. And so that's good and bad because I think that like it's the way that I play it, it's nice that I can kind of blitz somewhere and not feel like I'm missing out on like in the overworld, a cave or a fun enemy encampment or, you know, certain things that in the overworld, like I want to find or a well or whatever, like something to check off, you know, various lists that yeah. just doesn't really exist in the depths. And so because of that, again, I can kind of beeline things. Um, yeah. But also that means that like that would have made it more interesting to have those kinds of things. Um, so it's, you know, there, there's a give and take there, but, um, but by and large, like if I'm playing it the way I uh, like to play it, it's still fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get you. We get DLC. That's going to be the area. Well, yeah. Uh, there you go. There you go. All right. So we have a few more questions to get through here. I want to kind of blitz through these next few, cause there's an important conversation we need to have about this game. Uh, but real quick, let's do a quick round robin. Uh, Link has new abilities. I want to hear about your the favorite thing you made of Ultra Hand. I want to hear about your favorite fuse combination. Um, Jake, let's go to you first. Favorite uh, Ultra Hand, uh, the bike. I used the <laughs> out of that. <laughs> Sorry, use the crap out of that thing. Uh, did you see that someone 3D printed that? Someone 3D printed a uh, a light, but it looks really nice, that. actually. Uh, nice. And then what was that question? Sorry. Uh, your favorite fuse combination. Um, I don't know if you guys ever have fused. Well, I don't want to spoil anything. I guess I'll wait. Uh, but I loved when you fight Lionels. Basically, like the most powerful thing. I just liked fusing um, as much as yeah. I could do. Yep. So you know, when you find those fuse combos that work, where it's like if fused with bone weapon, you know, it does this much more damage. I was like, oh yeah. And so then I found like as many of those guys <laughs> that I could have made like so many strong weapons, and I was just like, I felt like unbeatable. Nice. Very nice. Billy, how about you? Uh, Fuse-wise, there's a temple that gives like the life-saving buoy balls. And I've made the mistake of fusing those with every sword and shield I had. So I spent like six <laughs> hours until they all broke. Because they only do like they, one power for everything. But I was too stuck to get rid of them. Oh. oh and then uh, the best thing I made was like the uh, kitten Krista, the little water wheel thing that spins. Mm -hmm. I copied okay. their little thing and I, I like nice. that a lot. Nice. Very cool. Biza, how about you? Um, so, uh, you know, I've gotten some ideas from this podcast about the uh, bike and everything that I go. need to start using. I've, I'll admit that the fuse um, is something that I have been felt like I haven't been creative enough or have just gotten frustrated with the mechanics a little bit. It's not something that I've invested in as much in this game. Um, sorry, not uh, not fuse ultra hand. Mm -hmm. All of oh, the different yeah. terminology yeah. gets using <laughs> things mind also a lot. in ultra. Um, it's kind of weird. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like doing um, a stone talus heart with some kind of spear. I like having mm. uh, weapons nice. that um, can deal damage quickly, and yeah. I've found that's like a pretty powerful spear combo. Nice. Very nice. Landry, how about you? Um, I'm kind of with uh, 
Elizabeth that like I cannot uh get the hang of Ultra Hand at all. Like I like that's another <laughs> I think why this game is not hitting as hard for me as Breath of the Wild. Uh like I'm obsessed with Zelda. So this game's automatically gonna be a thing for me. And I love like the puzzle solving elements. Um, but I haven't built one thing that I'm like, this is fun to ride around on. Like the wings, like with the stupid mm-hmm. fans, like I hate those things so much. Like every time I'm on one, I'm like, this is this is just torture. Like, get me out of here. So hard yeah, to control. Absolutely. Uh, every, everything I build, I'm just like, well, this served a purpose, but just barely. And it was not like <laughs> it was not it was not a good so thing, true. you know. And like um yeah. so that has been it's so cool, and I have so much respect for it, and I understand that like this is something that people can take to like the nth degree. It's just like my brain's not going to do that. I don't care to do that. Yeah. The fuse mechanic is awesome and it is absolutely for me. And it took me a very long time to realize what to fuse, like to get like solid results. But now I'm just like a madman for any kind of uh, silver enemy horn uh, that I can find and <laughs> throw that on a sword. And then I just feel like, yeah. uh, like I am all powerful Champion. and it is awesome. Uh, so. <laughs> I also love hunting down nice. uh, the Ganondorf, the Phantom Ganondorf things, and then taking all his weapons. And oh, those yeah. things are so amazing. And they hurt you. Mm-hmm. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. Don't the gloom like swords. Yeah. The gloom mm-hmm. swords. And I especially love his spears. Uh, and though. attach anything powerful to a spear, and I'm like, I mean, I, I really often don't get hit because Stay away from me. You just keep enemies so far away from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. All right, Parker, how about you? Uh, yeah, I'll agree. Generally, ultra hand wise, I mean, obviously the hover bike. Um, but outside of that, I mean, really, like, yeah, I I don't think I've built a thing that I'm like, this is a cool uh, machine that'll do mm-hmm. things. But I love using Ultra Hand just for like problem solving kind of things like that side of it is great. And it's a lot of fun that I can just like or even just like picking things up with it, moving stuff around like those kinds of usages of it is really good. But yeah, in terms of like building things with it, that's not been something that I've interacted with all that much other than literally just gluing stuff together to be like, I don't know, get this Korok up there, (laughs) 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 like make him really tall. Um, So there's that on in terms of the few stuff. Yeah, similarly, just like really have enjoyed it um favorite wise um i i like two-handed swords more than i think i thought i would um specifically for just like you know doing not for any kind of one attack sort of thing but if i can get within range and then do a spin attack and just like kill someone real fast that's fun and it's especially good with um ice things of some sort so like mm. nature's horn on a two-handed weapon because oh. you do like double damage i think when they're frozen or maybe four times damage i don't know oh, but it freezes and then hits and then freezes and then hits and the freezes and hits so it kills them like a lot faster i don't know how much faster but like with nice. one spin of that wearing a fierce deity armor stuff um or barbarian armor or whatever you can take down a silver um boss bacoblin in just like within one full stamina wheel holy cow which is nice. <laughs> it's the killing machine. Yeah, it's great. Uh, for myself, so Ultra Hand, I spent like an hour trying to make like an 18-wheeler to, to haul the logs into Laurelin Village. 
And it was maddening. And I eventually kind of got it and was very proud of myself. But it was just a, a dumb project that I would not give up on. <laughs> um, it could only end like I could haul like nine logs at a time. But it was fun just to kind of, you know, play a little mm-hmm. snow runner within Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and then fuse it. So if you go to the Great Plateau, you come across enemies that have bouncy bats, which are just any weapon with a mushroom fused on it and that was an incredible discovery because then you hit people and they just get yeeted it's a it's so much fun i didn't know that it's a great time put a mushroom on something and then you need to at least do like a spin attack or it's like the combo finisher and they just go flying away and <laughs> i hope you don't need whatever material it is but you've gotten rid of your final bosses you can just like just shoot them off the shoot them off the <laughs> island like, All right, peace <laughs> Mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. All right. So now, very important question. So now that the the new game smell has worn off, uh, how do you feel that Tears of the Kingdom compares to the Breath of the Wild? Like, do you say one's better than the other? Landry, I know you've kind of touched on this. Why don't you start sure. us out? Um, so I feel like I've been mostly negative, and I, I really think highly of this game, but I think a lot of my... Uh, discourse on the game has been in my head comparing it to breath of the wild and i feel like all of the talk i've seen online is how and it is how this game is a masterpiece and a 10 out of 10 and like it improves on everything in breath of the wild and i just don't feel that way like i actually would consider breath of the wild to be the better game just on its own merits personally but the big thing i really uh just don't understand is how people think that this game tells a better story. And that's because of the way that I think about story, like through environmental storytelling mm-hmm. and not necessarily through the disjointed cutscene uh, system that they've tried to implement over the past two games, which I'm pretty sure that sure. this game, in my opinion, proves that it does not work. Because I would say that the cutscenes are mm-hmm. impactful and like they have some really emotionally uh, powerful moments. But because of the order that I got them in, I felt like, you you know, when you like go into like yeah. uh, a movie and the first scene is like this really like high action scene. And it's really hard to care for anything that's going on the screen because you're not attached to any of the characters there. It's just like trying to get you in there on an adrenaline rush. And I kind of felt yeah. like that the whole time I was watching all of the scenes through yeah. tears of the kingdom, because the narrative is told in like a disjointed fashion. And, um, I think that there's an easy solution for this. The geniuses at Nintendo like need to just come up with some kind of way to like dish out, no matter where you go in the world and pick up a scene, they just need to dish them out sequentially. And I think that would be more impactful Mm -hmm. and they could unlock maybe like the one huge narrative moment that you get in the game, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with the master sword. Um, Yeah. At the same time, I think that would have been more impactful. But anyway, uh, Breath of the Wild, why that scene distribution worked better for that game is because it was all in the past and it was all adding context to like what you were doing mm. uh, in the environment mm-hmm. of, of the story. And um, so it, to me, the story fell flat for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, retreading some of the game, same ground felt um, just less uh exhilarating i think but i will say that like the highs in this game are some of the biggest highs i've ever 
uh, felt in a video game. And, you know, you put this up against yeah. anything else on the switch or, um, you know, even on the PS five or Xbox and you've got, um, a game that is really hard to beat as far as just innovation and fun and creativity. And, uh, yeah, you know, even though I don't think the world building is as good as breath of the wild, it's still really good, uh, on its own merits. If you're just like considering it to be a normal game and not like a part of this franchise, that's historically amazing. So, uh, I, sure. I would, I would probably land on like a nine out of 10. Um, even though a lot of my rhetoric sounds negative, it's just because I'm trying to push <laughs> back against like what I, I just haven't, I haven't heard a lot of people saying negative things about this game. Maybe it's cause I'm not, in the right circles, but to that last thing, I feel like the narrative has just switched. Like in the last week <laughs> or two that I've started to see things actually since Baldur's mm. Gate three specifically, I've started to see some huh. things, but like, I was thinking about this pretty actively the last couple of days that like, if it, it feels like it's yeah, that it's just flipped and that a bunch of people are now saying that it's, it's not that great of a game and it actually kind of sucks <laughs> a little bit, like not maybe quite <laughs> to that degree, but it's, it's interesting. And the thought that I had with that is like, okay, well, if you were saying that this game is so much better than Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild is basically a tech demo at this point, then I'm curious, do those people now think that therefore that brings Breath of the Wild back up? Or now it's like you knock Breath of the Wild down a peg. And so mm. now if you're knocking Tears of the Kingdom down a peg too, what does that mean about that game? And so it's just, it's an interesting thing that like kind of happens after the release of certain games where like, one Pokemon generation comes out and then the next one comes out and it's like that last one was garbage or this one's garbage and the last one was so good or you know like <laughs> those kinds of things that like it'll all kind of shake out in the long run and <laughs> opinions will be more cemented but right now it's like we're in the the ebb and flow of that which is interesting to see yeah 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 good points anyone else what do you all think about the two games compared and contrasted here's the kingdom is uh, way better than Breath of the Wild. Take everything that Landry said, and I, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> but the cutscenes, that's one thing I did do, because I liked the cutscenes. And them being out of order, I would see, like, this big moment of, like, not good thing. And then I go to the next cutscene, and it's an event that's happening before that, and I'm, like, horror movie screaming. I'm, like, you idiots. <laughs> like... This is obvious. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I was perfectly fine with it being out of order on that part because it, uh, I do not like the uh, powers in Breath mm. of the Wild. Okay. Uh, I love, <laughs> uh, there's so much more freedom. Uh, do I use it well? No, I'm an, I'm a dummy. <laughs> but uh, I love the powers in this game way more than, that, uh, gotcha. than Breath yeah. of the Wild. I love that there's more people in the world because it feels more full. It's just, I feel like the constructive criticism, uh, criticisms I give on tears of the kingdom. I can like tenfold that on breath of the wild. Like hmm. what I dislike about this game. I really dislike in breath of the wild. Anyways. Interesting. Fascinating. Man, some good. It's, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go ahead and jump in and say, to me, from the beginning, I, I've kind of seen it as like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, I know I've said this on like our <laughs> podcast or whatever before, so I apologize for repeating. But um, yeah, I feel like with those that like I hold the Lord of the Rings trilogy in super high regard. Um, yeah. 
And I do happen to, I think I like to Fellowship of the Ring probably the best of the three, just on an individual watch. Um, but altogether, like they make up one package of a thing. And so I, I've generally went into it feeling that way. And I think mm. have kept feeling that way. Um, and so I don't know if that's a thing that you can like feel um retroactively or anything like that but like because i thought of it as a continuation um although again to landry's points like there are definitely things that it didn't like actually continue particularly well um but like i played breath of the wild ton had like i think 250 hours in it or something like that and then haven't played it again since I don't know, probably 2019 or so was the last time that I played it. And there have been okay. lots of times yeah. that I'd wanted to play it in the middle of that and just chose not to, mm. because mm -hmm. at that point we knew the sequel was coming and it was going to be here so soon. And now it's 2023 <laughs> and it finally is here. But I'm glad that I didn't because now like the familiarity of it, um, like I didn't, I hadn't, I had unburned myself out on it basically. And like, similarly, sure. I got most of the Korok seeds, I, at some point I was like, nah, I'm good. I, I got to know. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so I think overall, um, that I just really, really enjoy both of them and the mechanics mm -hmm. and exploration are such an important part to me that all of the rest of it, a little bit comes out in the wash, but I will say there are definitely some things that I miss from breath of the wild. For example, I like the shrines better so far, at least I haven't done all of them in tears of the kingdom. Um, but there's a lot of Raru blessings mm -hmm. and <laughs> that's fine, but like they're a little disappointing. And there's also blessing ones in tears of the, in breath of the wild, not as many. And yeah. because of the way that like, there are more independent mechanics for like, um, or abilities rather where like Magnesis is one thing, Cryonis is another thing. Um, Stace is another thing. And, uh, the last one is another thing. I can't bombs. remember what it is. I'll start my head. Bombs. Thanks you. <laughs> you did it. I do miss <laughs> those. Yeah. Yeah. But like there being four distinct things as opposed to like fusing things, isn't really one ultra hand is kind of mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. Um, like I feel like they had more of an uphill battle for creating interesting shrines that weren't just like super easy to solve or whatever. like there's a, a weird delicate balance in the shrines in tears of the kingdom that i just i kind of missed the tier the breath of the wild shrine so like that's True. one thing um also i love the music in the shrines in breath of the wild and <laughs> but whatever all that to say uh, to finish up my comments and thoughts because I, I could talk way too long i'm sure <laughs> it's so good um is yeah i both of them feel like a combined package to me that um i just really like certain elements of both of them and can compare and contrast individual ones but but just love them both together mm -hmm. and that's um nice jake how about you what are you thinking that's tough i played them both so differently i played breath of the wild um hmm. where i did everything i could possibly do in the game before i went to ganon and so I put in tons of hours and played that game and experienced it. And it was, it, it kind of brought me back into gaming, honestly. Um, whereas mm -hmm. this yeah. one, because it felt like I was doing a lot of retreading of the same kind of high rule. I was like, you know what? I'm okay. I'm okay. Just to dabble here and there, experience the story the way I want to, and then finish way sooner. Like I don't care as much to see everything this game has built into it. Um, and so for that, yeah. I like, I think my experience so far has i i feel more fondly or i feel like i like breath of the wild more uh however yeah i think 
Tears of the Kingdom, like Billy was saying, is I think a more fun game to play from a traversal standpoint. Being able to fly or jump jump off of islands and fly down and get places so much more quickly is just a just a better all around experience. Um, and I think the power is more yeah. fun to use as well. So there's like there's this give and take there where it's like yeah, there's there's a lot of really good in Tears of the Kingdom, but there's stuff about Breath of the Wild that I still I still love. So yeah, nice. Visit, how about you? Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I think um, it's hard for me to say overall which one I like more. Um, I think that Tears of the Kingdom is, well, okay, Breath of the Wild, for me at least, felt like such a huge leap in terms of a massive world that was so beautiful and like so many different ways to explore and complete quests and yeah i'm not like you know the most uh prolific gamer in terms of the catalog that i've played but um i think tears of the kingdom in some ways like can't feel like quite that leap because of how similar it is and building off of the same map it feels like there were a lot of improvements to yeah to the world that we've talked about, um, you know, the physics of the game, the map being a little more filled out with more people, um, some of the abilities being maybe a little more useful and versatile. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it feels like maybe a marginal improvement, which, you know, sure. it's better, but also like, it's hard to say, oh, a marginal improvement makes it a better game to something so groundbreaking. Um, you know, and, and, um, it was interesting. I was kind of reevaluating some of my opinions as, as Landry was talking, because Mm -hmm. I do feel like the cutscenes that I have seen so far have been more compelling in tears of the kingdom, um, in terms of storytelling, but I, I do actually agree. I think they would have been more compelling to see them sequentially. Um, and in Mm -hmm. breath of the wild, the kind of randomness of those memories made a little more sense when it was link remembering his own memories Mm -hmm. when it's um him getting spoon-fed zelda's memories the randomness (laughs) maybe doesn't make quite (laughs) as much sense yeah yeah, Um, yeah. but again you know i haven't finished this game so it's a little hard to give a final judgment yeah sure i I forgot to mention something on thoughts for that because yeah i think environmental storytelling for breath of the wild also, mm-hmm. yeah, was really good because they built the world around like things have happened here at Akala Fortress. We're not really going to tell you that much of what it was, but like some things happened here to where like when I played Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, it was like really fun to be there and to like get to be in the action of what happened there and that kind of thing. Whereas yeah. now it's building on top of a world that already exists that had environmental storytelling in it. So I'd be interested to see like um, I haven't watched any Zeltic videos since the game has come what out, a guy, but yeah. I know, but like after we had f- five or six years of Zeltic videos and plenty of other channels <laughs> about Breath of the Wild of like this area here tells the story of this thing just by environmental storytelling alone and yeah. by nature of what Tears of the Kingdom is. I don't know that that'll be possible yeah. much at all. I mean, probably some, but definitely not to the same degree. Um, and so that is an interesting thing that like this game just can't have well, maybe sure. in the sky yeah. islands because there's got to be a lot of stuff True. up there that i haven't grabbed on to i feel like in my playthrough yeah. yeah or like which sky islands have fallen down maybe is a thing too you know like here's this mm-hmm. thing down here. Mm-hmm. like maybe there's something there but 
they're all kind of samey too so yeah. maybe not yeah visit what are you saying yeah i was gonna add one more thought um that i wanted to make sure we summarized here on the recording because some of what we talked about was uh while we were not recording which was um, <laughs> yeah. a little disappointed that there was not as much continuity between um breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom in the Sheikah technology yeah. um you know disappointment that more villagers don't remember you <laughs> even though you've talked <laughs> to them before or helped them do something yeah. um so that i think that is a little bit of a knock on the game although it is you know understandable that they would want this to work for people who have not played breath of the wild uh, sure. but i think most people yeah. most people probably have so <laughs> yeah why not go with it yeah, yeah. i land pretty similarly to around most of y'all where i feel like like i still like breath of the wild more um i feel like tears of the kingdom is maybe technically the better game like if i had to pick one for for a desert island like i would pick tears of the kingdom just because there's more there um but i think there's also just really different approaches that like the games feel very similar but there's i think a different ethos to each of them intentional or unintentional but like i think that both games are like delight and aim to delight i think breath of the wild delights through awe and I think Tears of the Kingdom delights through thrill. Uh, like Tears of the Kingdom is just a gamier game than Breath of the Wild. Like Breath of the Wild throws more like an experience in some sense. Uh, where it's a kind of all the, the wow, that's cool moments are more of what you do rather than what you see. Um, mm. And like in comparison, Breath of the Wild feels almost sparse. Um, and but I feel like that even with that breath of the wild is maybe a better experience for its kind of cohesion and the concision there. Um, I also, I think you just have a fonder memory of playing breath of the wild than I do with here's the kingdom. Um, like there's a peacefulness to breath of the wild that I feel like is missing from tears of the kingdom. Um, which can honestly be like pretty overstimulating, like especially early on, I was talking about just how like there's so much to do and I'm overwhelmed and I didn't, I feel like Breath of the Wild was a bit more prudent in how like all the possibility of stuff to do was like measured out a little better in some sense. And question. so, yeah. So, so for that, and a genuine question, cause I don't know, do yeah. you think there's any amount of that, that's you as uh, returning to the world and, and also mm. maybe like, I know for me is the, like, I had several months of like, I'm not going to have any other games that I'm going to play anyway, but now I am getting a little antsy of like, there are these other games that I kind of want to play. How yeah. do I juggle those kinds of things? So like the tranquility and slowness and stuff of being the only game on this console that I just bought versus right. now in that, like, mm -hmm. I know for me, at least that there is some amount of difference there, whether it's a uh, measurable difference or not. I don't really yeah. know, but, um, that is an interesting just thing. I'd be curious if this was somebody's first game, you know, like yeah. how, yeah, how yeah. they would feel about that. But yeah. still, I mean, even then breath of the wild just is probably more tranquil regardless. So sure. Yes. Yeah. I think the definitely like the current landscape, especially if you are primarily the Nintendo person and you got the switch early on and it was the one of the four games that was available to you. Um, there's just so much more available to you now. Um, but I think, yeah, like just saying, I still think that there's this peacefulness and there's this kind of awe to Breath of the Wild where it's like I'm thinking through 
like Breath of the Wild is kind of like visiting a national park, whereas Tears of the Kingdom is like visiting an amusement park within that national park. Yeah, yeah. Um, feels about right. And so my thesis here mm-hmm. is that Tears of the Kingdom is a lot like Gatlinburg. Wow. <laughs> Okay, how dare you? (laughs) One out of ten. (laughs) (laughs) We're all in Tennessee, right? So everybody, Uh, Washington D.C. You've been to Gatlinburg, but you know, yeah, I have. Yes, I've skied there. Oh god, (laughs) in Ober Gatlinburg. Wow, Uh, authentic German umlaut. Yeah, authentic German or (laughs) Dutch experience. Yikes! Nice. How well, dare you, Mark? Or how about how about this? Here's the kingdom, here's the kingdom's a lot like Dollywood. Is that I like Dollywood any better? Is that just I like as Dollywood? Bad? Dollywood's great. I'll take. There's it. a lot of really good food there. A lot yeah. of things to do, but you're still overwhelmed and you don't feel good when you leave. You're like, I need to take a break. <laughs> I feel sick. I had too many of those well, cinnamon breads. <laughs> uh, I do feel more fondly about Tears of the Kingdom than I feel about Gatlinburg. So I'll say that at least. <laughs> so our time is short. I know this has been a big discourse. Um, and but we gotta it's late i gotta go to bed um so one final question and we can take a little uh little rapid fire here is this a zelda game discuss zelda huh? game yes yeah i mean absolutely Versus it's a zelda yes. game why wouldn't yeah. it be it's on the box <laughs> the name I mean, I think also just insofar as that, you know, it's that's something that's always going to be evolving. Like it was Ocarina of Time or was a link to the past, a Zelda game as compared to Zelda one was Zelda two, a Zelda game. Like, Mm. you know, it's because it's because it's the name from the main franchise, like easy answer is, yeah, it is. But even just insofar as like the the practical things. um, Yeah. uh, Actually, I'll just leave it at that just because it's in the name. It's a Zelda bombs, (laughs) rupees, tunics. I think I think they got it covered, man. What more you need? There you go. Would anyone push back against that? Or, I, I mean, I think what makes a Zelda game a Zelda game is just like, um, is really just the the design is the the intention to detail and design mm-hmm. that goes into these games. You know, you're playing a Zelda game when you play a Zelda game. Like you just, it feels different. There's just a lot more thought put into what you're supposed to be doing, and it seems miles ahead in terms of art direction most of the time. Um, and I yeah. think I, I saw, I forget the uh, director's name or the um, main lead on this, on these games, Breath of the Wild and this one. Uh, Al Numa? Yeah, Al-Shi? maybe Al Numa. Yeah, but he was just like, I have maybe Parker, I'm not sure. Um, but he basically was interviewed and said that he, he can't see a reason as to why they would go back to a different formula now. Like they're, they're yeah. falling open world at this point. And so the only pushback I might have is the dungeon element. Um, I yeah. think what makes... A Zelda game interesting is the excitement knowing that you're going to that dungeon and you're getting something in return. You're like, I'm going here because I'm going to be getting a new cool weapon that I'm going to be using elsewhere in this game. Um, and when you go to the dungeons in this game, you're just like, I don't, I mean, I'm going here, but it's not for the same, same reasons. It's like, it's not, not quite there. So if they fix that, I think it's, they're back on core. I think that's an easy fix mm-hmm. too. Like Ganon takes it's- over the area sage powers can't work so then you get a weapon <laughs> that doesn't break i feel like they can go in a direction to make yeah dungeons very a little more weighty the same what i likes yeah a little more reason to go there you're like yeah i'm, I'm gonna go do this because mm. i want this spike ball or this weird top or <laughs> a boomerang or and- a slingshot Bring back the beyblade yeah I just skate around beyblade. i need this beyblade right. to traverse hyrule <laughs> 
You know what? Let it rip in high. Dude, can you high. imagine just ripping a Beyblade off of a sky a sky island? How sick would that be, dude? <laughs> just ride that baby for miles. <laughs> I well, what I will say as to why I think it's a Zelda game is that Zelda games have this this triforce of three elements being exploration, puzzles, and action. And that action is kind of relatively simple combat. Um, but I feel like with Breath of the Wild and now especially Tears of the Kingdom, those three elements are all the more blended together. Like it's a smoothie and not a salad anymore. Um, and so I don't really want the the traditional quote unquote Zelda experience to completely go away, but I think that could live on in like a 2D Zelda. I would love to see more of those. Um, but I think absolutely Zelda game. I just want to throw in I've never played Zelda games besides Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. So oh, wow. I, in some ways, no. am not uh, equipped <laughs> to answer. But I do have to say, you know, you never get to play a Zelda. She's only in the cutscenes, basically. Can we get some more Zelda? Can That's we play a DLC Zelda? Video for that would be, that'd be <laughs> okay. yeah. um, Gosh, I, I was babysitting years. a little girl who <laughs> kept calling link zelda which is a very obvious <laughs> oh, it's a normal thing to like, do yeah conclusion when you're playing a game called zelda, called zelda and yeah. the main character obviously should be zelda but that's mm-hmm. not the case um it's fair yeah. it'd be like if we called all the mario games peach and then it's like <laughs> yeah. why yeah. am i playing as mario <laughs> like that's a great question yeah it's an absurd thing it's true well true good points we need it um all right everyone final segment here Usually it's what are you playing? If that isn't Tears of the Kingdom, go ahead and say what you're playing. If it is Tears of the Kingdom, what are you playing next? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll shout you out. Parker, what are you playing? We're playing um, next. Tears of the Kingdom, but also been dabbling a lot in Pokemon trading card game on Game Boy. This week. Nice. <laughs> been very fun. Landry, how about you? Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse. Nice. Jake? Uh, Final Fantasy 16. Nerd. Visa? <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom and Fortnite. Billy, uh, Yakuza like a dragon in Fortnite. Oh, Yakuza, very nice. Um, obviously, I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Next up, I want to do some Formula One 2021 for the story mode. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Well, everyone, thank you again for joining me. Uh, huge thanks for being on this very long episode. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, where else are you at on the internet? We'll go in, uh, in the same order again. Parker, where are you at? Uh, at Parker Deal or Watch Redirect. Nice. Landry? I am on x.com at soft iconoclast. <laughs> oh, no. Jake? Oh, how proud you are. x.com. Uh, B-I-T-B-L-O-G-G-I-S-T. That's bitblogist. Very nice. Bizzo? Well, I am on Twitter and <laughs> Instagram, Facebook. Um, I don't even remember my username, so <laughs> I can You'll be find me if you can. <laughs> Billy, where are you at? Uh, don't look for me. I'll find you. <laughs> there we go. Nailed it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening in. You can follow us on the major podcasting services. You can find us on the proper socials at 11.5 minutes and let us know. How do you feel about tears of the kingdom three months later? Maybe it'll take also take you about two hours to digest those thoughts, <laughs> but thank you all uh, for listening in. Thank you all for being here. And that's all the time we have for today. Bye. Bye.